Hello. I'm Olivia. I'm Madeline. This is our very first episode of another picture show podcast. I know. I feel so bashful. (laughs) (laughs) And our plan here is to review movies that either Madeline hasn't seen or movies that I haven't seen or just movies that we want to watch together and and talk about. (laughs) Um, We don't have a, a strict, any strict rules here. But the only rule that we do have is that Madeline is not going to know what movie we will be watching this week. I will tell her what movie we'll be watching, and then we'll go watch it and come back and give our fresh takes on whatever movie we just saw. So this week, we are going to be reviewing Twilight. Oh, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Man, throwback of the ages. I know. (laughs) That was the only unhealthy, like, obsession I had as a youth was Twilight. Yeah, you read the books, right? I did. I did read all the books. And um, full disclosure, I have seen the Twilight movie, but I haven't seen it since it came out in like 2008, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been Um, 12 years since I've seen it. So the last time you saw the, the first movie Twilight was when it came out. Yes. And, um, I, been talking to my mom once upon a time about the about Twilight and she said that when she took us to see it we I couldn't I can't remember this event but she told me she was like (laughs) she was like I made you made us um like me and like my friend and like both the moms like we made our moms like sit away from us because we were we were like the cool kids like going to see (laughs) Twilight unsupervised gigantic air quotes wow and um she said when she was watching it she was like how is this like marketed for children when like all of the couples in this theater are definitely going to go home and get their freak on? Like, (laughs) (laughs) she was like, there's so much sexual tension in that movie. It's unbelievable. And I don't remember there being sexual tension because I was just so stoked for like vampires and like Jacob and like all that stuff. I was very aware of the sexual tension. Um, (laughs) There was a party. There was a party going on in Olivia's mind. I mean, as a... 12, 13 year old child reading the books, I was like, oh man, I could feel the very like religious, this is so bad, undertones that were just like there because I guess Stephanie Meyer is um, Mormon. And so there's like very conflicting tones going on. There's a lot of like, be all over each other, Mm -hmm. but don't go that far, you know, like, but wait till marriage. A lot of abstinence, but like, do everything but um (laughs) and I was real into that as a 12 year old (laughs) I was like yeah that's where I'm at I wasn't I had no boyfriends or anything and yeah so would you say based off of your recollection of of Twilight were you team Edward or team Jacob oh I was team Jacob a thousand percent I was team Jacob when I read the books yeah And then I was like cemented into team Jacob hood when Mm -hmm. I saw the movie because Taylor Lautner plays Jacob and back in the day, I mean, he's a good looking guy, but like back in the day, I was like, I was like, I'm going to marry Taylor Lautner. Um, (laughs) Shark Boy and Lava Girl was like the first introduction. And apparently it's filmed like three years after he did Shark Boy and Lava Girl or something like that. He was like 16 when he did Twilight. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's like age appropriate because he's supposed to play like a 16 year old in Twilight, but Mm -hmm. 
Holy cow. Yeah. So love Jacob. Thousand percent team Jacob. Yeah, I was also team Jacob. I don't know. He just felt like more chill uh than Edward. Edward just yeah. felt real real moody to me. And I even even back then I was like, I don't know. That just seems like it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to be bummed out all the time. Um, and I think I definitely like made that switch when I read or like that's that hardcore like decision to be team Jacob in New Moon when he when Edward straight up just left Bella. <laughs> yeah, I mean and Jacob's I was, there to like I... pick up the pieces and he's just like a genuine like good friend to her. I'll never forget her in the in the I think it was Eclipse the book. She was like, "Oh, ta- uh, not Taylor. Um, <laughs> Jacob's my soulmate, but I'm destined to be with Edward or something like that." I remember her saying something like that, and I was like, mm-hmm. "You dumb bitch! If Jacob's your soulmate, go fucking marry Jacob." But you know, it was a book. I was screaming at paper. Yeah, I think New Moon was one of my favorite books because Edward was like not in it for most. Yeah. Of- <laughs> most of the time but yeah um, I am excited to watch this and review it with you I I'm scared but I'm excited because this is my childhood let's do it all right we will be back with our review of Twilight in three two one right and we're back how do you feel it holds up man it does it does best movie ever i don't know (laughs) i have no critiques this is gonna be our shortest episode (laughs) it's perfect Uh, i have have no no qualms absolutely no flaws Um, the only flaw is that it's too short yes um no it was honestly very stress inducing and I kind of want to sue the director and Stephanie Meyer and the entire cast for making that film. (laughs) Care to elaborate as to why? Well it's mostly because like it is so toxic Mm -hmm. but it's also just so bad. Like it's a toxic story sure but I really feel like they could have even in 2008 I'm not like this isn't like the 19... 40s or whatever when like film is really taking off this is like you know the 21st century we have good like graphics we have you know years and years and years of people like developing script writing and like like camera angles like you know I don't know you're you're the film expert I don't know this sort of stuff but even (laughs) I was noticing like I don't know 45 degree angle like camera shots I'm like what are you doing like I yeah it's just bad yeah, it, it was just kind of infuriating rewatching it. Um, it's very triggering. I screamed the whole way through it. <laughs> well, I'm sure that was pleasant for everyone watching with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, brings me back to thinking that that was like an attractive thing. Right. Yeah, it's not, it's not great, but it is fun. It's a fun movie at the end of the day, which is why we're discussing it on this podcast. Of course. So, <laughs> I, before we... Before we get into it, I wanted to read to you the IMDb um, plot summary. Oh, so, okay, yes. Bella Swan encounters Edward Cullen, a gorgeous boy with a secret. More like... I want to see that movie. 
right? Yeah. I'm like, I want to see, like, I want to see the gorgeous boy with the secret because what I got was like a grease ball Robert Pattinson who obviously was hating his life the entire time. Yeah. You could tell he was not having fun. Yeah. So with that, we could probably get into it. I think uh, our plan here is to kind of go through the movie beat by beat and just mm-hmm. tear it to shreds. So if you're down with that, let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. I have, I have one two three four five five and a half pages of notes yeah I have a lot of it is in all caps <laughs> i have six pages of notes so we're we're in the same range okay we have a lot to work with then all right so we open with this weird uh sequence with a deer it's just a, a deer minding his own business kind of munching on some some leaves we have a like a weird voiceover from bella being like I'm gonna, you know, it'd be nice to, like, die in the place of someone I love, which is, like, trying to set the tone, I guess, for the rest of the movie. Am I, I feel like I should, I should have been able to kind of tie in that opening scene with, like, the rest of the movie, but I'm having a hard time doing that. Yeah, the only thing is, like, they mention, like, offhandedly, like, oh, we eat deer. (laughs) We eat animals. You're like, okay. Yeah, but, like, the voiceover, like, it's like this, you know, the deer is like kind of an in- innocent creature um, being totally murked by <laughs> a vampire in the woods. Um, with- I'm just imagining like, and we're coming up with like a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking move. Execution style in the woods. Um, Get on your knees. <laughs> the, the dying in place of someone I love doesn't really play a part in this movie as much as it does in some of the other movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I'm just like missing something and not reading into it as much as I should, but. I just thought it was dumb. I literally wrote in my notes, the deer should be glad it's dead so it doesn't have to see this shit. (laughs) (laughs) We're like not even a minute into it and Madeline's like, fuck this. I was like, if this is the tone, like, this is already bad. And from the start, we have this, like, weird, like, turquoise filter over the entire movie. Like, we go from the deer in, like, Washington to Arizona, where Bella's just, like, standing, holding a little mini cactus. She looks Um, ill. Well, yeah. (sighs) Like, she's, I mean, I know the whole, like, it's supposed to be like, oh, I'm so, like, out of place, like, always, like, whatever. But I'm like, The makeup is terrible. Like, she just looks sick. Yeah, she's not a vampire yet, so she shouldn't look, like, right anemic. So she leaves Arizona and moves in with her dad, Charlie, in Forks with a population of 3,120 people. Charlie is Loki a DILF, though. Um, Before we go any further, do we want to kind of talk about Bella? Like, just, like, watching the movie. Like, how do we feel about Bella when we first meet her? (sighs) Bella, Bella, Bella. She, I want to know what her hobbies are. Like, I want to know where her interests are. Like, mm. all of these characters. Like, this movie is so surface level as far as, like, who these characters are. You know, like, Charlie, at least we can see, he likes to watch, like, you know, football and baseball, like, with his friends. And he likes to hunt. And he's got, like, a cool shotgun collection. But other than that, like, I don't, I don't know anything about any of these characters. Yeah, I mean... My first impressions of Bella as a as a film watcher, she, like you said, doesn't really have much personality. Um, the exposition that they give is just circumstantial. Doesn't really tell us who she is or, mm-hmm. like, 
what she likes, why she's so moody. I guess maybe they're trying to say, like, she's a child of divorce, and so, like, therefore, that's why she's moody all the time. Which I would believe. This is the one time I picked up on a theme, because it was kind of thrown in my face. There is this <laughs> whole, like, theme of, like, of um, temptation and, you know, saving yourself or, like, holding back. And it, and it kind of, like, is kind of circulating around, like, marriage, like, chastity and that sort of thing, like, the sanctity of marriage. If the writer, you know, believes in, like, the sanctity of marriage, then she probably, and I'm not trying to, like, speak completely on behalf of Stephanie Meyer, obviously, but if we're going in that same vein, then divorce is just, like a, like a bad thing when you're breaking the sanctity of marriage, you know what I mean? So she's, she might be like subconsciously highlighting like the negative aspects of divorce. Like, oh, it messes with your kids so much that they're like moody and have no personality, which is not true as you pointed <laughs> out. But I feel like... <laughs> I, I'm just trying to look at it as like a standalone film. Like if you right. hadn't read the books, if you have no idea who Stephanie Meyer is, you're just like saw this poster of these two sexy teenagers and you're like, I gotta go see that. And then you go right. sit in the theater and like this is how they present our protagonist to you as this just one note bland child. She I don't know. I feel like I've I've heard this trope and I've seen this trope in like so many things that like I'm just quiet and like quirky and I'm clumsy and I can't like walk normally. Like she mentions she's uncoordinated like 14 times in the movie. <laughs> Bella's the first character that I can remember being that trope where it's like, oh, I'm like, so like, not like the other kids. Like I don't like certain things or like I don't fit into like whatever situation I'm in she doesn't fit in anywhere and like that's not a good thing girl like you need to (laughs) you need to just like open up a little bit my only friends are like my calculator and like the kid down the street who goes to a completely different school I swear he exists like you know what I mean (laughs) yeah and like I know back when I was reading the books like as a 12 year old I like really connected with Bella not because of like her personality but just because of like those like really surface level attributes because like she's she was just like an awkward brunette like in the books I feel like she has more personality like she wasn't like boring she just was kind of like average that's how she's described but in the movies it's like no she just sucks (laughs) yeah she's just like she's like the worst I feel like she has some form of like this like condition where teenagers think that the world is watching them. It's called adolescent egocentrism. It's like, it's like a form of like being self-absorbed, but it's almost like self-absorbed to the point where you're like anxious about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of almost like, you know, like the, like the, you're the main character of your own story, which is yeah, yeah. ironic because like she is the main character of this story, but, but you like, you base your behaviors on like almost like invisible viewers basically. Well, that's interesting. Cause like, we're kind of at the, the the scene where she goes to school for the first time and like everybody's like everybody's staring at her because she's the new girl and like I don't know about you like we are uh, military brats we've we been to we've been the new kid in many schools and that has never been the case for me I've been to like three different high schools in small towns I graduated from a school with like literally 82 people in my class Yikes. Um, nobody gives a crap no. <laughs> like oh cool I mean, shoot, they're treating her like she was a celebrity and like people are like coming up and like 
like kissing her on the cheek and like calling her baby. I'm like, that's the other thing. First of all, like glaring at her as she passes because she's the new kid and they hate people. And I mean, like, you know, if you saw a new kid, you'd like look at them and be like, oh yeah, it's like register, new kid, and then move on. Most children would do that because they're all probably experiencing that adolescent egocentrism thing. They don't give a fuck about this new person. They're living their own story. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's her first day of school. She's getting all this attention from from guys. She's in the gym, which is like probably one of my favorite (laughs) attempts at character development in this entire movie. (laughs) She's just, she's like standing in the back, just like, I don't like she doesn't know how to how to stand um right or playing volleyball and she's like what and she's like the only one in sweatpants everyone else is just like having fun like playing volleyball and she accidentally hits Mike that's his name yeah um in the back of the head and he like turns around and is like immediately enthralled with her right and it's like oh no that's totally fine and then like Anna Kendrick comes over a little baby Anna Kendrick comes over and it's like oh my gosh like <laughs> hi um <laughs> aren't like you from Arizona aren't people from Arizona supposed to be tan and then Bella's like I don't know maybe that's that's why they kicked me out but she doesn't even like (laughs) say it in a funny way it's like she's like depressed like (laughs) she's genuinely upset that she had to leave Arizona they actually kicked her out and they act they react like she like just you know mic dropped this really hilarious oh Bella's got jokes I was um, like, does Arizona not have gym class or other students? Apparently not. Bella's never had to experience this before. Again, this this is another moment where I'm like, I want to know more about Bella's past, like what she was like in Arizona. Because like, she's acting like she's never been around. Was she homeschooled? Like she's acting like she's <laughs> never been around. Yeah, I mean, that people raised before. They just told us like, hey, yeah, I was homeschooled. And this is my first time ever going to a public school. The way that I was homeschooled by my erratic, harebrained mother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it would make a little bit more sense. Oh, okay. Lunch scene. Yes, lunch scene. <laughs> we are at lunch the lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, first of all, lunch scene, Bella, like, sits down with her friends, her new, like, enormous posse. So, like, she goes from, like, being theoretically homeschooled and having no friends to having, like, eight friends. <laughs> Big step up for Bella. I'm rooting for her at this point. So they're all chit-chatting. Next thing you know, these, like, mysterious figures walk into the door fucking Baywatch style, like, sexy rock music going on the whole time. And she's like, who are they? And Anna Kendrick's ass, she's the saving grace of this movie. Anna Kendrick <laughs> cracked me up the whole time. And, I, and I'm led to believe, except for this, like, monologue she has about the Cullens, every other line she says has to be... Um, has to be improvised because they're just so funny. Like the one-liners she has are are great mm-hmm. compared to like the rest of this god awful script. She's like, "Who's that?" Bella says that, and then Anna Kendrick's like, <laughs> "Oh, those are the Cullens. They're doctor the twenty-five-year-old teenagers." Um, yeah, I know, right? Like, you know, here comes the forty-year-old playing <laughs> playing Emmett. Um, <laughs> and she's like, "She's like they're foster kids, but they're like together." So. They come in, it's the first couple is Rosalie and Emmett, and, like, they just look like, you know, prom king and queen, except, like, dead, which they are. And then Alice and Jasper come in. Every scene Jasper's in, I laugh. Because <laughs> he does look like he's in pain. Mm-hmm. He's, like, constantly just, like, I don't think he blinks the entire film. So he cracks me up. And then 
Edward comes in and like, you know, like the guitar solo and like <laughs> doves fly. Right. <laughs> Belle is just like, I need to go to the bathroom now. Um, oh, and uh, Robert Pattinson walks in. He looks awful. He looks <laughs> awful. And he is, and he is a beautiful man. No, like, he's I, very attractive, but not in this movie. He's very attractive. Not like, I, I just watched the trailer for The Lighthouse, that weird black and white movie he's yeah, doing yeah. with William mm-hmm. Dafoe. He looks better in that than he does in Twilight. I mean, um, so he's a very attractive man. I just don't know what they, none of them look that attractive. They all look like slightly dirty and slightly, yeah. like, I know they're supposed to be vampires, so they're supposed to be pale, you know, pale, but like, they're not supposed to look sick. Like, yeah, that, I don't know. It takes away from the, the like intrigue that they're supposed to have. I'm just like, mm, they don't look healthy. I think that's the intrigue is like, are they okay? <laughs> Isn't their foster dad a doctor? Should he be taking care of this? Are they all anemic? Is that why he fosters them? So that's pretty much the lunch scene. But then we go straight into my next biology, thing. Biology, <laughs> biology, biology. So uh, after lunch, Bella goes to biology class and mm. she walks in and there's conveniently a fan right behind her. And the because fan- it's March and it's boiling in Fort <laughs> Washington. Um, they have no air conditioning, I guess, in the school. Um, so they put the fan by the door instead of like by the window. I don't know. It's also a fancy school from the outside. It's a nice school. It looks massive for like a- It looks huge. I wrote that, I wrote that in my notes. I was like, that's a big ass school for a town of 3,000 people. There's probably like 200 people at the school. Right. Yeah, so she walks in and the fan is conveniently there to waft her scent directly over to Edward and he reacts like he jizzed himself while also trying to hold back puke at like the same vomiting. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like he's like he saw something like super hot and then immediately like <laughs> saw a video of his grandparents having sex. So he was like both turned on and completely disgusted, which is like actually probably what he was feeling in the moment. So it's great a, it's acting. A peak from acting Robert from yeah, peak acting from Robert in that <laughs> in that moment. Um so uh Bella comes and sits next to Edward and Edward looks like he's having some trouble. So Edward proceeds to stare at Bella for the remainder of the class. Unblinking. Um, immediately after the class ends, he goes to the principal's office to try to switch out of class. Bella catches him trying to switch out of class, and when they say no, he <clears throat> aggressively pushes past her and is like, I'll just endure it. Um, Red flags, Bella, from the beginning. Yeah, he's just, he can't control his emotions um i guess it's his bloodlust but like come on man we all have stuff going on like we can still right. be nice to each other i mean in hindsight if he might be acting he might have decided to start being a dick then because you know how later on he's like oh i'm sorry i'm being rude but like we can't be friends like maybe that was the moment where he was like well if i can't not be in the same class as her i might as well just like be as big of an ass as possible to keep her away from me which you know as Twilight dictates just makes her more interested. Yeah, that's like their first interaction, and we're supposed to kind of like from there want them to be together. But like, we'll talk about their interactions after this point, and like, you never feel it, or at least for me. Like, even when I saw the movie in theaters as a eighth grader, like, I was like super down with the books. I was like, yeah, this is great. This is my jam. And then I saw it in theaters, and I was like, not my jam anymore. <laughs> like I hop off this train at this at this stop. 
It's funny because they don't really have any like on screen chemistry. No, because they. This is, I think they has date to do with... for years in real life. Yeah, like even throughout the rest of the movies, like we're just talking about Twilight in this episode, but like even throughout the rest of the movies, there's like no chem- like the way they touch each other is like so stiff and mm-hmm. so there's like no passion they think that they're showing passion but it's just it looks like they're in pain like they're just like right i think they're trying to exhibit like intensity? resisting the desire or whatever but yeah. really it's just like edward's like a 99 year old virgin and so is bella in a way <laughs> and they're both like just figuring out how to like touch a person of the opposite sex. I feel like it's partly, the, I don't think it's their fault because they're both very talented actors. I think right. it's the direction. Like, I think that whoever directed this movie, actually, I have that right now. I should give the stats. So, this movie was directed by Catherine Hardwick. Good. Can you give me her address so I can send her the uh, <laughs> I'll look it up papers that yeah. <laughs> so she can serve her papers? I feel like it's the direction because I, I know that there are better actors than that. And Kristen Stewart. It's awful in in this movie. Like, oh, she's awful in this movie. Like I get, I understand now why people would make fun of her for years. You know, for her acting in this movie. Like, and I, I think the other thing is like the direction was obviously bad, but the characters are bad too. They're just not good characters. Like it would be one thing if like they were like opposites of each other. They're really mm-hmm. not. They're like the same person. One's just a vampire. Because, like, okay, take away the vampire thing away from this story. It's oh, hella take- creepy. Hella creepy. He is definitely an incel. If you take... <laughs> if you take the vampire... He's still an incel. No, he's still an incel. he's a vampire. He's still involuntarily celibate. <laughs> <laughs> he's still on Reddit fucking, like, uh, just going to town on women who post about things they like. Yeah, so... Bella comes back to school, she, or she comes to school, and, but she walks into biology and sees that Edward's back, yay! Which, why did she choose to sit next to him? I think, I mean, I'm sure there, I mean, were there assigned seats? I really wasn't sure, was it like an unassigned assigned seat situation? Either way, I would have been going up to that teacher and been like, you cannot put me with him, like, I'm sorry, he was rude to me, he sucks, like, I would have been like, I don't want to, I don't want to be partnered with Edward. Like, if he's going to be rude to me, I'm going to be rude back. Like, I don't want to sit next to this creepy asshole. Regardless, she does go sit down. And Robert Pattinson's <laughs> American accent. I know. Just so he was like, <laughs> he sounded like a German boy. He was like, hello. <laughs> hello. I've been trying to practice my impression of that like all day. Cause like, I don't know how to do it. Desk. My supervisor's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, hello. Hello. I'm Edward, Edward Cullen. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, you were out. And he was like, yeah. No, no, no. I was. <laughs> no, no. She, she's like, you were gone. As if they have any sort of rapport or like, <laughs> he, he like did something to her or like they have like a friendship that he betrayed by like not yeah. showing up it's like you didn't have any relationship like you didn't even talk to each other like why did you act like that you were gone and he's like yeah bitch i was out of town i had family stuff to deal with like what if he was just like yeah my grandma died and she'd be like oh like hello <laughs> i'm edward i'm an american just like you 
I am definitely a human. But then when she was, but then he was like, personal reasons. I was like, this guy is crazy. Back it up a little bit to when they're like doing the anaphase, metaphase, all that stuff. Like, yeah. Edward's like super condescending. Like she checks it and says anaphase or whatever. And he's like, do you mind if I like double check? Because like, like she's got a brain. I mean, right. she doesn't, you know, seem to have a personality, but like she's not There's never dumb. been a woman in history who knew math or science. This is crazy. <laughs> I think it just comes back to directing. But then they have proceed to have this like super weird conversation where Bella looks like she's struggling with some food poisoning the everything with like everything that she says. She does this weird like blinking and like swallowing thing. It cuts to them in the hallway and he's like asking really personal questions. So so why don't you want to live with Phil and your mom? And she's like trying to answer and he's like, I'm sorry I'm being so pushy. I just you're very difficult for me to read. Like, okay. And then that's when yeah, she- Yeah, we just met. <laughs> yeah, that's when she's like, oh, your eyes are like a different color. And then he just turns and walks away. Like, I'm asking you about right. your parents' divorce. How dare you address my eye color? You nosy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like real good, real good uh, foundation to this relationship. Real smooth. Yeah, like, you could really feel the, the connection, the, the like, yeah. fiery ke- chemistry between these two characters. Yes. And then, and then, this is where we get the parking lot scene. Parking lot, parking lot, parking lot. All right, go for it. Okay, so, Bella is being her natural quirky self and is reading up against her car. And, you know, all, everybody's, like, out of school. They're, like, getting into their cars and shit. She's just taking forever to put this book away. Um, and get in her car. And she has her headphones in. She's rocking out probably to Paramore or Lincoln Park because, like, that's all that was on the movie soundtrack. Banging soundtrack, by the way. Yeah. Earlier, like, earlier in the day, Bella had slipped, like, on her way to, um, on her way to the truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, like, the foreshadowing that it was, like, icy out or whatever. And so clearly the school had not salted this parking lot correctly because in comes... Um, that one kid with the, the creepy black van, matte black van, comes careening into the parking lot, swerves a car that was backing out. He, like, fishtails, like, 150 yards towards Bella. Bella turns around, like, at the last possible second, and there Edward is, just, doosh, doosh, like, grabs her, throws her to the ground, fucking punches the shit out of this van, stops it in its tracks. Doesn't even hit Bella's car. In fact, Edward gets Bella's car. They're like staring at each other for what feels like an eternity. And then he just like gets up and like jumps over the back of her car and just runs away. And then there is a pregnant pause, like fucking elephant gestation period pause before anyone reacts to this car accident. Not even the guy driving. Like everybody gets out of the car or like everybody rushes to the car. Oh my God, Bella. Oh my God. Edward's already like at his house at this point. He ran all the way home before anybody realized what happened. Yeah. Uh, but that just cracked me up because there was just that, the, them staring into each other's eyes, like there was no communication when they were staring at each other. Like Bella's like staring at him like, you're here right now. And he's staring back like, <laughs> I'm <Bella."> here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Bella. <laughs> Goodbye. And then he like, you know, <laughs> steeple chases over the fucking <laughs> bed of the truck and just takes off. 
Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I think um, in regards to the pregnant pause, I think that's an issue throughout this whole movie. Like the pacing and like the rhythm of the editing is like really all over the place. And very uncomfortable. Like, it's just very unnatural and like. I think that adds to the uncomfortableness of literally everything about this movie because it just doesn't feel natural. And right. when, you can't, when you can't, like, be sucked into to the rhythm of the movie, then, like, it, it's off-putting and it's, uh, it hinders your ability to kind of, like, connect to the characters and, like, what's going on because you're just, like, uncomfortable. Like, you can do it in a way where the uncomfortableness is, like, adding to the story but like in in this movie it's just it feels like a like a student film like a like really weirdly paced editing where it's like somebody says something and then there's just like a second too long between someone before someone responds but even then even after the really aggressively long staring contest is over there's still like a decent amount of time before anybody's like it's funny because they're all staring at the car as Edward's like jumping and like running away and then like it's almost like as soon as he's out of frame they're like oh thank god Edward's gone Bella <laughs> yeah they, they were waiting for their cue like to they, hate, they, they hate Edward so much they didn't want him in the vicinity when they went to like check on Bella they were waiting for their uh their cue from the director like, yeah and action um so Bella's in the hospital um and this is when we meet Carlisle definitely Carlisle comes in uh He's a daddy. Uh, he is he is vampire Tom Cruise, and I am here for it. Oh, we'll get to another Cruise? movie where we have a vampire Tom, Tom Cruise. Like, don't you worry. But I agree. This There's is like Walmart have... brand vampire Tom Cruise. Okay, let's let's not be that mean. Let's do like Coles. Could we do like TJ Maxx? That's fine. Yeah, so we meet Carlisle. He's a he's a hunk. He is a he's a vilf vampire i'd like to fuck and eventually bella confronts edward while she's at the hospital and he gaslights the hell out of her like when we talk about toxic elements of this movie and of this series of books and movies this is like peak what we're talking about like there's lots of different examples of really toxic things that are just you know ignored but this scene is just this is, like, this is pretty high up there in toxic scenes for me. Like, there is some crazy shit that happens as far as, like, toxicity between Edward and Bella. But this is, like, that's some crazy shit right there. Just, like, it should... I feel like as a 110-year-old whatever, like, however old he is, like, he should have, like, maybe figured out a way to talk to people or, like be more clever about certain things but like she no, just straight up is like how'd you do that like you you like you saved me and his response is instead of like coming up with something clever he's like well no one's gonna believe you i mean granted like he probably couldn't completely explain it away like he was trying to but even if he was like nicer about it it might have like quelled her interest or quelled like her fury because like i was furious after that and i mean I kind of like props to her a little bit for being like not really giving in to the gaslighting because she was like, nah, dude, I know what I saw. You were literally a hundred feet away from me. You had and that then... moment between each other in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were there in an instant. 
And for some reason, it took you 0.02 seconds to get to me when a car was coming my way and 45 minutes to leave after you stared at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's pretty infuriating. So uh, this is the beginning of the gaslighting, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then cut to close-up <laughs> of Edward's eyes. He's in her room, watching her sleep. I screamed. Like, that was the first point of the movie where I started screaming. I was like, ah! And I wrote, okay, so, like, she wakes up, sees him, and then she, like, turns on the lamp and he's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So, despite the supernatural, him being able to escape without making any noise is absolute bullshit. She has beads on her window. Right? Like, like you, you can't move that fast. You see the branch move. If the branch moves when he, like, leaves... The fucking the beads. beads on her window would move. I think he... Well, I mean, he did it on purpose. He, he literally just, a room on purpose. He just but. stepped to the left so that the camera wouldn't see him anymore. He didn't actually... <laughs> he didn't move. Like, he's still in the room. There's, like, an X taped on the floor, like, invisible. <laughs> just, like, slightly out of frame. So, like, when the camera pans back over, he's, like, not where he was before. Yeah. That's, uh... <sighs> horrifying. Um... <sighs> That was terrible. You know, real romantic. We're and, like, girls, like, like, were into that. I was, you know, like, reading the books, I was into that. You know what I mean? Like, I, well, I wasn't, like, granted, I was Team Jacob. But, like, other girls out there who were, like, Team Edward were, like, into, like, just the toxic aspects like him of him. being him, obsessed like, with her. Like, yeah. Like, stalking her. You, which is not fun, guys. Yeah. People listening. It's not cute. It's Don't not Don't stalk fun. people. Yeah, don't, don't accept that as very unsettling. Yeah, just not, not good. Um, Girls, if you wake up and he's watching you sleep, call the cops. If he wasn't in your room when you went to sleep and you wake up and he's in your room watching you sleep, call the cops. Yikes. Um, Okay, so then we have the field trip scene where he gaslights her even more. Um, he's like, yeah, so it was, like, an adrenaline thing. You can Google it. And my thing is, oh, I feel okay, like his, cool. like, window of, like, using that as an acceptable response would have been initially when she confronted him. Because initially he just said, no one's gonna believe you. And then that was his response. And then he, like, had time to think about it and come up with, like, a reason. Like, I feel like, like in he's that a moment vampire, when he was- he's had, like, over 100 years to, like, figure out what he could say if, like, he accidentally was too strong in a certain situation. Like, right. he had a hundred years to figure out, like, adrenaline is, like, an acceptable response. Carlisle is a doctor. And I was gonna say, in, like, the scene where, like, right before she confronts him, he and Rosalie and Carlisle are, like, having a conversation, you know, they obviously would have to cover that up somehow, so I'm surprised neither one of them were, like, if she asks, just say you had an adrenaline rush, or, like, something something else something else you know what i mean not just hey go over there and be a huge fucking penis to her just that is the optimal situation yeah didn't happen so edward is super rude and said that they shouldn't be friends anymore even though like their relationship up until this point like warrants none of that because they were not friends they have been very rude to each other this whole time (laughs) so like i don't know where he gets off thinking that he can just ends their friendship when they don't have a friendship. And he says, I have it written down. If you were smart, you would stay away from me. I'm not the hero. This is, um, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. It's like, Bella, 
anybody, anybody listening, another PSA. If someone says that to you, listen to them. And Bella's like, no, you're not. It's like, Bella, you don't know him. I also like how she says something along the lines of like, oh, you regret saving me. And he's like, I never said that. And she's like, oh, I can see in your eyes that you regretted saving me. If you recognize that, stay away. (laughs) If you see in someone's eyes that they regret saving your life, they just might kill you in the future. And they say that that you should stay away from them and that they're the bad guy. Like, thank you. Is there like a flag beyond red flag? I feel like we should have had like a red flag counter like while we were doing this. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, that would just been annoying at this point. Everything yeah. we say. <laughs> just, the entire podcast is just ding 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 ding. Yeah. Um, so Bella denies all of it and um, tries to invite him to the beach with her friends. Um, and he's like, I don't know about that. Um, it's very crowded. Cut to a completely empty beach. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think, the point. Like he was exactly. trying, just trying to get out of it. Um, right. But that is true. That's how the beaches in Washington are. They're very, they're very, very long, lovely. Very lovely. Um, this is my favorite scene, by the way, the beach scene. Yeah, because it's like one of the ones with Jacob. But uh, at the beach, all the kids are sitting around eating red vines, which I actually appreciate as a detail because my family is from Washington and red vines is like their shit. Like they love, they fucking love red vines. Um, <laughs> and all the people sitting around in the van, they're all just like, mu- like munching on red vines. And I was like, hmm, relatable. Yeah. And so Jacob comes out of nowhere with his friends and uh, his friend is like, the Cullens don't come here. And the that made like, me laugh. <laughs> he looks like he's like about to pass out. <laughs> he's very upset that the Collins were ever mentioned. <laughs> the Collins don't come here. Or he like, it, like it holds on his face for a little too long, um, and it, it like looks over at his friend like, yeah. Even this one friend's kind of looking at him like, <laughs> why say that, bro? Like, <laughs> um, like dude, and then, they weren't asking what, if the Collins could come here. <laughs> Yeah, and so it cuts to Jacob and Bella walking down the beach, just, like, talking, and Jacob's being, like, quirky and cute. Love him. Yeah, like, the Cullens, you know, we're descended from, or it's legend that we are descended from wolves, and the Cullens are descended from another tribe, and we, like, made this treaty to, we won't expose them to the pale faces if they just, like, stay off our land. Which kind of begs the question, like, the way he was telling the story led me to believe that Jacob is not yet aware that he is, like, like, he's actually going to become a werewolf. Yeah, I mean, I think, if I'm remembering kind of how the books went, like, that's kind of the case. Is it in the second book? I really feel like it's either between the second and the third book or in the second book itself. It's in the second book. That's, like, the whole thing is, like... Oh, okay. first book is about the vampires, the second book is about the werewolves, and then the third and fourth book are, like, all the shit's going down. Yeah, so this conversation sparks Bella to go on another Googling rampage. Love it. One of many. And she's trying to find a bookstore. She Googles for bookstores that can give her resources about this legend and this tribe, when she could just look up the legend and this tribe on Google. Like, which she, she ends passes, up doing. She passes multiple links with the right? re- like with the information that she wants 
in search of a bookstore. Although I do appreciate that she was like supporting like a local indigenous bookstore. Just too much work. True. This is true. Yep. So then <laughs> Bella and her friends go shopping for prom dresses and Bella goes to a bookstore where she gets a book about the legend that Jacob was describing. Um, and when she leaves the bookstore, she finds herself um, alone in like a parking lot with a bunch of, with a pack of males, basically. Like they just right. descend from all corners of the parking lot. And <laughs> <laughs> and then Edward comes out of nowhere, um, driving recklessly. He demands her to get in the car and then growls at the guys to make them back off. And then he spins around in the car and angrily drives off. Temper your road rage. I know everybody has road rage, but just like bring it down a notch, you know? Yeah, so uh, Edward says, please distract me. And Bella's like, why, you were following me? And he's like, I don't know, something to the effect of like, you don't know the vile things that they were thinking. And Bella's like, well, you do. And he's, he says, um, it's not hard to guess, which I actually liked that response. I was like, it's, okay. it's very true. Yeah, like, okay, that's a reasonable response from, from Edward for the first time in this entire movie. So he takes her to the restaurant where he's supposed to meet her friends. And he's like, I feel very protective of you. Where are the alarm bells? Like, she's like, okay, so you were following me. Like, she calls him out, and he's like, I just feel very protective of you. I would be like, miss, like, waitress, can you please get the police on the line, mm -hmm. aka my father, because <laughs> I want to go home, and I don't want to die. Just why? Like, why? Why? Like, the director's a woman. I'm sure the people who wrote the, the screen, I think the person who wrote the screen adaptation. It was made pretty much entirely by women. Like, the, the screenwriter was a woman, the director was a woman, the author was a woman. And, like, this is, this is a teen fantasy series. Like, feminism is not a radical idea at this point. And this isn't even, like, feminist ideas. This is just basic common sense and safety. Like, hmm. You know how many, yeah, I'm getting really mad now. You know how many young girls and, and boys, like, you know how many young people read these books and were, like, so enthralled with this romance? Like, did you not see the danger in, like, teaching young people that, you know, these obsessive, stalker, abusive, toxic behaviors were, like, romantic and hot? Like, just because you know, you know, as adults, like, you might have, like, a weird, like, thing for it. Like, it's a kind of, it's, I don't know, it's just weird. It's just infuriating because, you know, every woman at some point experiences, like, negative behavior from a man, like, mm -hmm. sexual harassment, stalking, like, all of that stuff. You, you experience it, and it's just infuriating to see that it is, like, so, like, forced in your face in this movie because, like, we already experience it on a day-to-day -day basis. We should have more, like, books that say, like, this shit isn't okay. Like, at that time. I'm sure now they're coming out and, like, all the young people of today will be much better off reading those books. Hmm. Or reading, you know, fucking read Percy Jackson. Read Harry Potter. Like, fuck J.K. Rowling. We won't talk about that. But you know what I mean? Like, read <laughs> books that, like, have it's way... too soon. Too soon. Read books that have way better values for young people than Twilight. Twilight was sensationalized because it was about sexy vampires and werewolves. That's not a problem. The problem is how the sexy vampires and werewolves behave to one another and to their, like, lovers. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think 
I agree with everything that you said. I think it's an interesting kind of thing that these are these, this was like the most sensationalized thing made and tailored for teenage girls. And everything um, made for teenage girls is always uncool. You know, this is an, is an example of something tailored towards teenage girls that is extremely toxic. And there's, it kind of like- Hypersexualized. Yeah, it's hypersexualized. And it's like, it's, it's, it kind of set the precedent for other stories. It's not the first, like there have always been most things tailored towards women. There's always some sort of layer of misogyny and like, just like not, not great kind of social- analysis of things for women um but this was like huge and yeah so many teenage girls ourselves included just kind of ate it up and we saw ourselves within the story somehow and didn't like nobody was there to tell us hey this is not this is problematic like this is not something that you should be idolizing and taking in as like a healthy sexy relationship but at the same time, like, everything that's made for teenage girls, there's, like, a layer of, well, that's not cool. So, like, if you like that thing, like, you're stupid and you shouldn't like that and you're uncool if you like that. And that's just kind of ridiculous. Like, right. there's plenty of really toxic things made for men that, like, don't receive the amount of, like, hate and vitriol that Twilight and people who like Twilight get. Right. Okay, so then he reveals that he can read minds. Yes. Um, and he proves it by just saying sex, money, sex, funny, cat um, about people in the room. Hi, Marty. And also, like, she's- My dog is trying to, to get in on this podcast. Please go lie down. She's like, I heard we were talking about toxic relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I have some things to add. <laughs> Olivia does not give me enough treats. This is a toxic relationship. Oh, she's got plenty of treats. She's I'm not saying she buys it. And then she's again like, you know, kind of like back to my rant a little bit. She's like more concerned about him like reading minds and the fact that like he can't read her mind. And that's like such like a that's is such there like something a good... wrong with me instead of being like, you could read fucking minds? Like what? Or even, even like, if he was lying, like, what a great cover-up. Like, he can pretend to, like, know what everybody else is thinking, but he's like, but for some reason, I can't read yours. Because yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm he thinking of a number up. between one and seven billion. What is it? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I wrote down, Bella doesn't think, LOL. <laughs> yeah. They're driving back, and they see that there's a bunch of cop cars outside, I guess, the police station? Yeah. Which is where cop cars are, so... What's the concern? What's the hubbub? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. But then we get the best line delivery I've ever heard. Bella goes, whoa, what is going on? Like, she sees a bunch of cop cars, and instead of being like, yo, what's going on? She's like, whoa, what is going on? And Edward's like, "Those? that's a police station. <laughs> Your dad works there. <laughs> Again, it's like every scene she's being introduced to a new social concept. Like she's like spotting police cars for the first time in her life. Like, whoa. And we find out that Waylon uh, Buckrack Santa has been murdered. Um, so sad. Uh, moving on. So we get another Googling montage of mm -hmm. Bella f putting the pieces together of Edward being a vampire. And she goes to a website where there's like different 
you can like find out about vampires in like different parts of the world and it's like egypt india and then specifically underneath it's like the pacific northwest <laughs> i'm gonna have freaking diet coke coming out of my nose in a second <laughs> i saw that too and i was like hmm, like the um the pacific northwest has like some crazy vampire problem <laughs> they appear nowhere else in the continental united states no just just in Asia and Africa and Peru. the Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> also, Marley's chomping on food. So if, that's, if you can hear that, that's what that is. So once she, you know, sees very specific words in her Google search, she wanders into the woods alone and, and Edward follows her. Uh, yeah, like, get, what is this? We get the most iconic scene in the movie, I think. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, does no one notice that the two of them go off into the fucking forbidden forest. Like, this is where um, we have, like, the weird, like, angles, too, where it's at, like, a, like a friggin' 45-degree angle. Like, yeah. I just didn't, I mean, I was just disoriented. And I'm like, I don't think that that's the point of the scene, is to be disoriented. Like, are I'm we like, supposed to be scared? Are we supposed to be, like, turned on? Are we supposed to be, are we like, supposed to be, like, excited? Are we supposed yeah. to Yeah. I don't like, know. We've all because... been with Bella to put the pieces together. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know that he's a vampire at this point, then, like, context clues, my guys. I don't... Right. So, she's, like, rambling all the things that she learned on Google, and... I Googled it. <laughs> that would have been Googled. a great one-liner if she was like, I did I Googled Google it. it. <laughs> yeah. I Googled it. We need um, to rewrite this movie. I love how she's like, how old are you? And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> he's like... And is like pre-Batman, Batman voice, he's like, 17. <laughs> and then she's like, how long have you been 17? And he's like, a while. I'm like, no one's a smart ass in this movie. Like, I want Edward to be like, 17. And then she's like, how long have you been 17? And he's like, my birthday was in February. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going in wish. circles. If he's gonna do the gaslighting game, he's gotta go all the way in. Like, come on. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, his birthday was actually, like, in February, but he's also, like, 112 years old or whatever. <laughs> <sighs> but, oh, Lord. Yeah, and then, and then he says, as you said, <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> Vampire. And, like, is that supposed to be, like, an earth-shattering moment? We, like I said, we were all there when she put the pieces together. I'm literally sitting on my couch, still eating popcorn. I don't move anything. I don't, <laughs> I don't react in any way. I look up from my phone, like, did she say something? <laughs> and then that's, he, tr he gets triggered, and he, like, freaks the fuck out, and is like, you gotta see what my skin looks like! And she's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! When he, he just, like aggressively drags her through the forest, and uh, I don't understand why he didn't just like pick her up right away and just like run because he's like just like arm like manhandling her and she's like yeah just going along with it like oh where are we going Edward where are we going, Thunder what's the number one question you should be asking right now what do we eat and then <laughs> deer I hope and then he's like damn it and then we see the deer from the beginning like nope. <laughs> The deer comes out with the Glock this time. <laughs> the deer is the hero we 
<laughs> we needed the whole time. <laughs> I would love this movie if that was the case. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. So he runs her up the mountain, which was just hilarious in and of itself. Like, there's, like, the the ground angle, like, when they run past, and it's, like, his feet on the ground. You can tell he's on, like, a wire, and his, like, legs are just flailing. (laughs) So bad. This movie's so bad. But when they get to the top, and he's, like, I have to show you what we look like in the sun. So then he rips his shirt open. He's, like, sparkly and shit. My my initial thought was, I really wish vampires were ashy, like, in the sun. (laughs) Like, like, really ugly or something. Yeah, they just turn really ugly. Or they turn into, like, those zombies from, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, when they step into the moonlight, they're, like, yeah. skeletons and shit. That would have been really cool. It's kind of a killer. Um, it's like, okay, we're being a little overdramatic here. Uh, um, as if you could outrun me! As right. if you could fight me off! And, like, throw Swear to me! <laughs> like, throws, like, a tree branch uh, against another tree. And then he is in a tree. I sent you that clip where I was yeah. like, why is he, like, crouched in this tree? <laughs> he just has to be above her. And she's, like, looking up at him, like, wow. We will get to this later, but there is, like, we're just tossing all vampire lore that doesn't fit in with the plot. Because, like, there's other things. First of all, like, vampires burst into flames, typically, when they're exposed to sunlight. Like, they can't even be, like, outside when it's sunlight. Not even on a cloudy day. Mm-hmm. They cannot be outdoors when the sun is a shining. And they also sleep. Vampires sleep in coffins. Duh. Uh, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, Stephanie Meyer. God, Stephanie. I'm so mad right now. She did get the vam- uh, the werewolves are their natural enemies thing, right? Mm-hmm. They can be seen in mirrors. Like They, they can obviously show up in photographs. They don't like, like garlic, just- but they're making Italian food for... Right. Bella when she shows up at their house. If I was Bella, I would roll up there with, like, a big, like, huge-ass crucifix necklace. Apparently garlic's not an issue. Um, yeah, so they show up to school. Uh, they just get out of the car. They're not acting any differently than they have been. But everybody acts like, whoa. But they've been seen together before. So, like, True. I don't understand. Like, like maybe they're they- surprised that Bella's alive because they all saw her go <laughs> into the woods. And they're like, oh, she did. <laughs> They're like, he got another one, damn. Like, <laughs> and the police chief's daughter, too. Wow, he is ballsy. And then they roll up the next day, and she's alive. And he's got this, like, smirk on his face. And everybody's like, whoa, she lived. And they fucked, which they didn't. But they definitely, he had that smirk on his face, like, oh, yeah, I totally got it last night. Yeah. yeah. And they go out into the woods again, and Edward's mm-hmm. explaining how he became a vampire, and we get uh, the, like, super sexy Carlisle, like, making out with his neck scene. Um, <laughs> Here's my we... question about that, about, the, about Carlisle, like, his, and I'm sure the book explains it more, but, like, again, since we're only talking about the movie, did Carlisle only turn six people the entire time he's been a vampire, or have there been other, like, people that he's turned into vampires who decided they did not want to stay part of, like, his coven? Because, they like... want to be vegetarians, essentially. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure... I'm just gonna say yes. Because <clears throat> he was, like, part of the Volturi at one point. So I'm sure that there you have been You know way more... You remember way more about the Twilight franchise than I do, because I don't remember any No, okay, so I rewatched a lot of the movies recently because I was showing Ryan... I, I, forced, <laughs> I forced my 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 partner to watch Twilight with me because I had nothing better to do in, in 
quarantine. So it's all pretty fresh for me. But okay. I guess uh, Carlisle was part of the Volturi at, at one point. So he probably did turn people that just didn't want to be vegetarians. So from now on, I'm just going to turn people who want to be vegetarians. And so like the vetting process must, I don't know if he like groomed him up until this point or if this was like a do or die where he's like, I'm gonna turn you into a vampire, but you can only be vegetarian and eat deer, quote unquote vegetarian. Or was Edward just like laying there just like, yeah, sure, that's fine. I'm fucking dying of Spanish flu. And he's just like, oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, whatever you say, just, just do whatever you're gonna do. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and then when, you know, Edward's thirsting for blood, Carlisle comes back with the fucking terms and conditions of like <laughs> his eternal life. See this deer? That, yeah. That's all you can eat. Uh, yeah. See this deer? I've been hunting him for years. <laughs> He always manages to get away. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Edward invites Bella to his house for to meet his family, I guess. <clears throat> his family's making Italian food, so the garlic thing is not a problem. I um, think it, has, it was really cute that they wanted to cook for her. And they, they were, were like so going excited. all out. They had like videos going. There's like five of them chopping stuff in the... Yeah, chopping up like, you know, basil. I don't know herbs and spices the deer they caught um <laughs> not the one that carlisle's been buying after all these years he's turned six people and none of them could catch him <laughs> here's a boss <laughs> this deer runs forks washington <clears throat> anyway so yeah they're making all this italian food and it, it so looks like oh great. no I, I already ate and so then rosalie freaks the fuck out and like smashes a bowl with her i related to hands. that a little bit yeah i was like yeah i would be a little annoyed too like edward you don't communicate you left the house knowing that they were gonna like make food they had to go grocery shopping they don't ever go grocery shopping because they don't eat food you knew they went grocery shopping and you didn't tell bella like they're making you food like this is on edward i think this is on edward and that's why if i was rosalie i mean again edward is being very selfish this whole fucking time because like I've been a vampire, like, I don't know how long Rosalie's been a vampire. I think they address that, like, everybody's, like, origin story. So, either way, Rosalie's been around the block a few times, and all of a sudden... Why couldn't the movies be about her and her story? Like, her story's, like, super badass. Yeah. Alas. I'm telling you. We get get Bella. Um, We get Bella. Fucking... Yeah, so they make her dinner. She's like, no, I I already ate, and they get mad. And then they don't hang out with the family for the rest of the time. They just get to know. right upstairs. Uh, they see the, the graduation ca- graduation caps, which is kind of a cute little... little nod. Yeah. To their uh, eternal life. And then immediately he, uh, Edward just like flies out the window with her on their back end. And we get the best line. You better hold on tight, spider monkey. <laughs> what a cute nickname. Mm-hmm. You know what I want my vampiric bay to call me? Spider monkey. At least it's better than, like, calling her, like, scrumptious or something. <laughs> <laughs> you better hold on tight, my tasty treat. Like, I'd be like, Edward, come on. It was funny earlier. Now it's just getting uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell how serious you're being, so I don't like this. <laughs> and then cut to Edward shows up in her room again, and she's like, do you, like, watch me sleep a lot? And he's like, yeah. I do. And it's like, um... Oh, I screamed again at that point. Yeah. Where he just blatantly admits it. And I said, how is she turned on by stalking? I have, ah, written in all (laughs) caps in my notes. 
and then we get the slowest, most unromantic kiss of all time. And then he like flies across the room and he's like, stop. But like, she's like straight up in her undies. Yeah. I mean, like you're the one that initiated this. Like you stop, (laughs) sir. Yeah. Keep it in your pants. Keep your fangs Um, in your gums. I don't know how that works. And then Bella goes to play baseball with Edward's family. I don't know. I love this sequence. Just the music, the like weird slow motion baseball. Okay, when I watched this, when I watched this for the first time with Ryan, my partner. Yes. He had no idea anything. He didn't know anything about Twilight. So I was like, just, it was the first time I'd watched it in years. And so I was just relishing the cringiness of it all. And I was like remembering things as they were coming up. And then this scene started to happen and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about the vampire baseball. And Ryan goes, there's vampire baseball? <laughs> How could you forget? It's How could I have forgotten? It's amazing. And then it's, that's another iconic scene. Yeah. At the end about. of uh, at the end of the sequence, enter the three bad guys on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> walking in i was like what is going on why couldn't they have just walked why couldn't they have just walked it was a fun innovative film technique that just didn't quite land it was more distracting than anything else i think Mm -hmm. it's supposed to show that they're walking fast but like it just looks like they're floating on the ground yeah it almost made them look like they're moving slower yeah like the the (laughs) area around them is moving faster than they are right the trees are sprinting you guys are going backwards (laughs) Um, and they're like, hey, can we play baseball with you? Carlisle's like, sure. And then James gets a whiff of, of Bella's hair and he's like, oh boy. Yeah. And that this is, is the only the, like, way this apex predator could have smelled her was the fucking wind. But then like, this is the point where the plot actually like kicks in. Right. Like 15 We're already like the, a solid hour 15 into this movie. Yeah, like 20 minutes before the movie ends. Or like, oh snap, <laughs> there's stakes here. I don't, I still don't understand, like, why he, he, like, obsesses over Bella. Like, what, why does he have to track her down, go all the way to Arizona, find out her address? I don't know. I mean, studio. like, where does he get, like, I get that he's, like, a tracker, that's, like, his thing, but, like, I don't, under, they don't, like, set it up very well in the movie. I don't remember how they set it up in the books, but in the movie, it's just, like, he's obsessed with you now, and he'll never stop, even though, like, we don't know why why like why does he care i think i think he's just spiteful i think like even though like the collins are like complete strangers to him the fact that like this tasty ass snack was just (laughs) (laughs) was just like taken away from him he's like you know what fuck these guys like fuck these like holier than thou like vampires who only eat fucking deer yeah, I think he was just, like, he. I think he literally was, like, these holier-than-thou, like, fake vampires think that they can keep this, like, delicious-ass snack away from me. Well, guess what? Not only am I going to get this snack, I'm going to make it the most, like, horrific thing you've ever seen. Like, I think he's just, like, sadistic and also, like, majorly butthurt that, like, the Collins were, like, no, fuck you. Like, we love humans. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of what it was. And, like, Edward says a, a little bit, he's, like, oh, the way I reacted, like, set him off, and that's why he's, like, gonna kill you. And I'm, like, it's a bit of a dramatic reaction. But then it's again, It's just a like, lot of toxic masculinity going on. There really, there really is. Some guy looks at you wrong and you have to kill his girlfriend. Like, <laughs> I don't see how those two things 
He's, you like hit on somebody's girlfriend, her boyfriend gets mad, and now you have to kill her. Like, <laughs> it's not her fault that you, that you have problems. Yeah, she might be a snack and all, but like, chill. Yeah, she might so, be the whole goddamn meal. You can still chill. Yeah, so uh, we ended up at Bella's ballet studio, um, and James gives his little anime villain speech with a video camera just for flair and fun. He's torturing Bella. We get mm-hmm. like one of the only other scenes where Kristen Stewart short shows any sort of emotion at all when she's writhing in pain. Well, could you imagine if like he broke her leg and she still was just like, oh, she's like, whoa, what's that? Like looking at her like broken leg. Whoa, what is going on? <laughs> So yeah, I, yeah, the uh, the acting was appropriate, and so then Edward comes in and like tries to wreck James's shit, and then tries to take off with Bella, and you know, the best part, he grabs his ankle and just throws him to the ground. That cracked me up. I was like, that is excellent. That is excellent choreography for this fight scene. I love when Edward's like holding him up, and they're just like showing each other's <laughs> teeth. <laughs> they came bounding over. <laughs> Fucking Edward and James are like, ah! <laughs> so, yeah, they're all in each other's faces, and then the they all show up. Carlisle's like, Edward, Bella's dying, Bella and you. so then it's like, dude, you're the doctor. Why don't you right? Do anything? And I like, like how Alice is the one like the one that like sucks out the venom. Like, what? Why does Edward? That, I literally wrote, why didn't Carlisle? And Edward switch places because obviously Carlisle has more self control. He's done this a million times. If like Edward had decided like, okay, let's not do the change, I would have been. If I was Carlisle, I would have been like, great, hold this belt down, this tourniquet down, tight as fuck, while I suck the venom out because you're gonna kill her. And then like her being cross-eyed when he was like sucking (laughs) the venom out of her, I was like, she okay? She's not okay, but oh, good lord. Yeah, so then we wake up in the hospital. Uh, Bella's like, I will die if anything happens to you. I I wrote codependency after two months? Question mark, question mark. Wait till new moon. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's just foreshadowing the... Yeah, exactly. And then like the mom like recapping the story to her. She was like, you fell down a flight of stairs (laughs) and out a window. And then you said, I was like, what window is at the bottom of a flight of stairs? It's like a, like a slapstick comedy. You fell down a flight of stairs. You flew out a window. You, you landed in the bed of a truck, which was like filled with feathers. And like, you set yourself on fire and just like drove off a cliff. And, you somehow like, managed to sever your femoral artery. Like that part, like when he was like, he was like, oh no, her femoral artery has been severed. She's bleeding out. I'm like, bro. What happened to that, like, the huge bite mark on her wrist? Like, yeah. No no mention of that. Like, oh yeah, the bite. Yeah, nobody talks about that. And then you landed in a way where it looks like you bit your own arm. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you chomped on your own arm when you landed. Oh my God. (laughs) You were in so much pain, you bit your own arm just to distract yourself. Oh, man. And then they go to prom, and it's, like, really, there's, like, 12 people there. Um, They're all having a great time, though. They are having a great time. And she's like, please turn me into a vampire right here in the middle of everything. Yeah, so I can start screaming in absolute agony. So I can go cross-eyed again. Really romantic. That I'm, like, orgasming in the middle of prom. Um, (laughs) And then we see Victoria's just, like, chilling in a building next to the prom. Looking hot. 
gorgeous with her fur. And she's mad as hell, but it doesn't matter because she's like, doesn't really do anything until Eclipse. Um, right, yeah. And that's Twilight. And that's it. Holy shit. That oh movie. God. I'm I'm, <sighs> I'm furious right now. I'm like I know I'm like my blood pressure's up. My I'm Apple Watch is like, are palms, you exercising? Yeah, palms are clammy. I don't I I don't think we can do the whole saga because I just can't put myself through this. No, I, I was gonna say let's just stop at Twilight. <laughs> we can we can just say the rest of the series is just as bad. I do wish that at some point we could have talked about Renesme. The fact that you even brought that up, giving <laughs> me hives. Like CGI baby face like why why was that choice made but oh we're sticking to twilight so we won't go there do you have any elements of grooming in that movie because like jacob imprints on her jacob was cool right up until he imprinted no he wasn't cool uh he also oh yeah he gets really like possessive yeah he like threatens to like kill her himself because she's like wants to be with edward and like it's just like why can't people just like move on like like, bro, like, I get it. People are cool. Like, she's your friend, and, like, she's awesome, and, like, you love her, whatever. Like, she's not that awesome, though. Like, she is, she is very... A, she has no personality. She's just a vessel that things happen to, and that, like, these two characters... <laughs> she like, is a husk. <laughs> she is. Like, there's nothing about her that's, like, inherently enthralling or, like, interesting. Yeah. And they don't even try to make her interesting. Which is, like, what's so infuriating about how everybody's acting about her. Like, they should have cast Anna Kendrick as Bella, and the movie would have been a million times better. Because then she could at least, like, make being awkward interesting. Yeah. Like, make being awkward endearing. I mean, like, like we said, like, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson are good actors. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. It was just bad. Like, I get it, but she has definitely redeemed herself as an actress over the years since Twilight wrapped up, but why do you think this sake. movie, like, like, why do you think people hate it so much? Like, I, you know, despite the, you know, obvious toxic traits, why do you think it's such a target for, like, things like this, where people just tear it to shreds? I mean, I think, I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying about how people make fun of things that girls like. Mm-hmm. If you think back to, like, those, those romance, those, like, corny, like, romance novels, like, with the really dramatic, like, covers, where it's, like, a, a, like, a shirtless man, he's got, like, hair down to his ass, like. Like, Jacob at the very end with the, like, light beams coming through the, the floor. Yeah, like, and, you know, and, like, this, like, like, sexy woman fawning over him, whatever, like, I think because we live in, like, (laughs) the patriarchy, because we live in, like, a patriarchal society, like, women are, you know, immediately, like, brandished more emotional. So, like, Mm -hmm. anything that, like, is written for women that incites, like, emotion and, like, or is supposed to incite emotion, like, oh, a love story? Give me a fucking break. Like, the notebook. Like, people (laughs) make fun of the notebook, too. I mean, granted, like, there are problematic things about all of these, like, movies, but people make fun of the notebook. People make fun of, you know, Titanic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People make fun of all of these movies that, like, like, women are typically more attracted to, but at the same time, they market these things. They, like, try, it's like a, it's, like, cyclical. Like, they make fun of it, but at the same time, they, like, keep creating the same stuff for women to be attracted to, and then they're like, ha, 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 you're stupid for liking this, but we're gonna make more of this shit for you to like, and mm-hmm. then we're gonna make fun of you, and then we're gonna keep, like, just, like, pounding it into you that you're stupid for liking, like, romance, and you're stupid for liking, 
you know, drama, you're stupid for liking these things or you're, you're dumb or silly or whatever. And it's like, okay, but you keep feeding this shit to us. Yeah. But the moment something like, you know, that boys and girls or boy, just boys can enjoy like Harry Potter, like Lord of the Rings, like Star Wars. I'd say like toxic, like toxic things tailored towards men. So like James Bond, super rapey. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like this sex symbol. Yeah. Meanwhile, like. Super badass and cool and nobody complains about it. Exactly. If it was like a female, female agent who like had a different guy every movie. She'd be a slut. Yeah. I think all of the criticism, we've all, we spent like two and a half hours like ripping on this movie. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking, we've been raging about this movie longer than the movie itself. Yes. Uh, We've had a lot of things to say. Like we've been making fun of this movie and beating this dead horse. But it's all valid. But at the end of the day, like, it's still just a silly movie. And, like, if you like Twilight, I would beg to know why. But, like, (laughs) you're not stupid and you're not dumb because you like something that, like, makes you fantasize about something. You know, I think at the end of the day, this movie is supposed to be kind of like a fantasy. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of problematic elements because it's tailored towards teenage girls. But, like, you know, women fantasize about being, being, you know, saved by men all the time. It's not, like, that's a thing. Like, yeah, people think about that. That's not inherently problematic. People want to be obsessed over, but to a healthy extent. Like, I want somebody to care about me. And I want somebody to, like, care about my well-being. But not to the point where they are staring at me sleeping and breaking into my house to watch me sleep and following me yeah hanging out with my friends and to that point the like the fact of the matter that like somebody could watch could watch this movie and from there have a strong I guess like bare bones plot point like for 50 shades of gray I mean all the elements are there it's like where if you just like you know literally kind of like what E.L. James did was just like flip the script and be like okay he's not a vampire he's just like a super creepy wealthy businessman (laughs) and he's just Batman he's just he's just Batman and this girl is like basically the same person but (laughs) but they cast Dakota Johnson instead yeah so I mean the fact that like they were able to derive something like that from a teenage book series disturbs me i think we need to talk a little bit like in general like not necessarily on this podcast but like the conversation about 50 shades of gray should also be like pointed back to like how the fuck did she get this from twilight oh i see because edward stalked her edward like treated her like this she reacted like that jacob said this mike said that whatever like Mm -hmm. how these people behave as teenagers is like almost like translated into how they would behave as adults in yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, I like, I was like we said, I was into this when I was like 12 and I dated an Edward. I dated a Jacob, like not like their names were Edward and Jacob. I mean, that they acted that way. And right. at the time it was like super frustrating for me. I was like, this is really annoying. But I, I thought that that's like, that was supposed to be, how they acted and treated me because that's how it was portrayed 
in these things and these movies and stuff that I liked. So it does have like real world, you know, maybe I'm stupid because that's like, you know, I should have been smarter or something, but like, I don't think that's the case. I think like a lot of girls go into relationships thinking that's okay. No, I, I mean, you're not, you're not dumb for not knowing better because like, as I'd said before, this sort of stuff is just permeated into pop culture and into, you know, what young girls and young people consume. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, and we're going to watch other movies. Like we were talking about movies that I hadn't seen that you hadn't seen the other night. And like, there are some movies in there that I've seen that also have similar, like toxic elements to it as far as relationships are concerned. Yeah. And how like men treat women or how like women treat themselves or how women treat each other. I'm over it at this point. I'm like, let's just have a fun movie, fun book series, fun whatever, where people are just nice and respectful to each other and like the problems that they have don't turn into like trauma for the characters and therefore like normalize it for the people watching. Yeah. I agree. Oh, we've been on a ride. Um, do you have any other last thoughts that we haven't covered? I think the movie, if you haven't seen it, first of all, you just got the whole thing spoiled for you. Secondly, it's worth a miss. Just re- like if you want to know what we're talking about, you're better off reading the book because it'll give you more context and it's probably ever so slightly better Yeah. Um, than the film because the film's trash. Um, but my last piece of advice is listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. The, the soundtrack, if you want song. to get anything out of the movie, the soundtrack is bomb. Well, we made it. We made it through. Thank you, as always, for watching this movie and talking to me about this movie. And hopefully we'll keep going. Yes, for whatever is to come, because I have no idea. Hopefully something less problematic, but who knows? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> just a different direction. I'll say that. Oh, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> can't wait then. Yep. All right. I will see you next week. See ya. Bye.